Howdy and welcome. I'm Owen Ganhidi. In Limerick in Ireland we have Stephen Meiselbach and that makes this the FPL jingle. Good afternoon, Steve. Hi, Owen. How are you? Ah, good, good. Clearly I've been listening to uh, too much stuff you should know. I thought I'd rob uh, Josh's intro. Yeah, I noticed that the intro had changed and I, I wasn't sure why. I, was, I got a bit worried there. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's he doing here? He's going off script. Yeah, if our podcast becomes a parody of like 10 podcasts, we could make a lot of very niche jokes and have a very small following. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably very small indeed. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I think that's that's where we'll go. So <laughs> popularity and uh, and growth isn't our thing. You know, we're going to we're going to stick to our 10 or 20 subscribers and that'll be us. The Patreons, Stephen, the Patreons. um so i'm coming home next week for uh, a buddy's wedding so we'll have we'll have a a, a jingle reunion or a jingle derby yeah i i was actually thinking about that like what are we going to do in terms of uh, recording an episode but we'll try and get it done before then i think because i I don't think either of us are going to be in a condition to do anything after that could we do it at the wedding um I don't know. Potentially, I, I mean, I'd rather not bring my PC all the way down. But uh, I don't know. It, we can we'll make talk it about part it. Part of the wedding, It'll be an FPL jingle <laughs> wedding for Connor. We'll include uh, we'll include little sound bites from the wedding during the episode or something. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Looking forward to that. Having a nice little get together. But uh, let's look at our game weeks. Game week two is over. Uh, two full weeks of football played. Man United <laughs> look to be getting relegated, and City are going to win the league. It's already decided. Um, but Steve, how did you get on this week? Uh, not too bad. Uh, the average for the week was fifty-seven, and I scored sixty-eight, so eleven points above the average. So you know, happy enough. Uh, my high scores were: I had Jesus, uh, I had Haaland, I had Martinelli, I had Diaz, I had Cancelo. I had Salah and I had Perisic. So blanks were Ward, um, White and Trent really didn't do anything. I think he might have got a bonus point in the game any, in the end. But, you know, other than that, that was about it. So uh, I had Nico Williams on my bench for seven. So, you know, uh, goes to show that the bench, uh, when when needed, it can it can actually deliver points. So that that's good to know. Yeah, good thing you took my advice and held Perisic for the week. <laughs> yeah i know it was uh oh look i don't regret doing it uh he came on and got an assist uh crucial assist for spurs to get the equalizer against chelsea so you know we're both getting off to a belter of a start here both on uh like way above the well you know if you're 10 points over the average you're probably happy enough you do that all year you're in a good spot yeah how did your team uh how did your team go anyway on you went pretty well as well didn't you yeah i got a nice green arrow i'm around the 500k mark now out of 9 million which is nice i got 72 the exact same score as last week uh so that puts me on a total of 144 i did lose five on that perisic move which was um ill-advised i'm not i you know when i look at my team i'm happy to see saliba in it i'm absolutely okay with him being there but that was pro- that was probably an unnecessary move. I mean, like the the minus five doesn't bother me too much. Like the own goal was a freak incident. But uh, look, I'm okay. I'm okay with having Salaba for the weeks ahead. So like, it's not a total fucking disaster. 
Yeah, no, Arsenal do have a nice run of fixtures coming up, uh, particularly for the next three or four weeks. And uh, Saliba, even though he made that mistake, like like you said, it was a bit of a freak accident. And he bounced back well from it afterwards. So I, I don't imagine him being dropped from the team or anything like that, you know? No, not at all. Um, I, I had a lot of the similar similar players to you. Uh, Jesus, Haaland, Martinelli, Luis Diaz. Uh, I had Reese James, different to you. I think you don't have Walker either. So I had Kinsella Walker. Uh, no, I didn't at the time. I, I do now, though. Oh, interesting. We'll get onto that in a bit. Uh, I had kept. Uh, we both made this mistake. I captained Haaland twice and just never fucking saved it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Salah. So I lost three points there because I captained Salah, but uh, that's yeah, not the same. end of the world. I forgot to mention that. I, I I swore I saved it as my captain, but obviously not. And then I was messaging you about it, and you were doing the exact same thing. But you did it two weeks in a row, whereas this is the first time I did it. So it's it's it, it didn't burn us too bad this time. I mean, like Haaland uh, going up against Bournemouth is kind of a scary prospect. But uh, yeah, I saw one guy in the in our league triple captained him. So you got to be. He's probably a little bit disappointed about that. Only getting fifteen points out of his triple, but that's that's the way life goes. Yeah, exactly. Um, it actually occurred to me before we started podding that like I was I was talking about the one point five I have in the bank last week, and I was saying, oh wow, I could get Nunes and Kulusevski. I could swap out Diaz and Jesus. I'm looking at looking now, like imagine I'd made that change. How fucking would it be? <laughs> Yeah, that really would have blown up in your face big time. Uh, but yeah, like I suppose it's best. It's it's worked out well that you didn't anyway. Yeah, yeah, thank God. I don't think I ever I would have, but uh, thank God my knees aren't too jerky just yet. Even if that Perisic move proved to be a bit a bit silly. But uh, will, will we look at the game, Steve? Uh, I'll uh, I'll go down through yeah. the results and then we can talk about a few of the highlights. Uh, Villa beat Everton two one. Southampton and Leeds had a draw, 2-all. Arsenal made their game against Leicester difficult, 4-2. Goalless between Brighton and Newcastle. City demolished Bournemouth, Bournemouth, 4-0. Wolves and Fulham, also a nil-all draw. Brentford made Man United look like the whipping boys in a 4-0. Nottingham Forest scraped past West Ham, 1-0. Lingard getting an assist there. Uh, Chelsea beat Tottenham, 2-2. On the Blues. And Liverpool, despite a red card to Darwin Nunez, uh, got a one-all draw. Maybe, maybe quickly, I'll get your take on the headbutt, Steve, if it was one. Oh yeah, it was definitely a headbutt, and it was definitely a red card. Like, look, uh, uh, Anderson was kind of being touch tight with him the whole game, and kind of, I wouldn't say he was uh, having a go at him, but. You know, he definitely knew he was there, and then I think it eventually got to a point there they were tussling for the ball, and Nunes threw his head backwards, fully knowing where Anderson was. And then after the ball went out of play, you know, he goes to signal to the ref, like, ah, he's he's holding me, and then Anderson is obviously upset about the the backwards headbutt and tries to, to call him out on it, and then he deliberately headbutts him in front of the ref after getting the ref's attention. Like, he's the ref's ready to blow the whistle before Anderson's even hit the ground. It's It's a ridiculous... It's a ridiculous uh, action that he's done, and I think he just saw red, and I don't think he was thinking at all. And hopefully, well, hopefully he'll just learn from it and carry on. But I think it means that when he comes back after his suspension, a lot of defenders are going to be doing something similar to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, similarities to Suarez, isn't there? You know, in a quality striker that can lose the head. 
Uh, a, a quality Liverpool striker known for controversy, <laughs> although Suarez did bite a guy multiple, well, multiple people. Uh, I, you, you sent me on that video of um, uh, Anderson kind of niggling away there at Nunez, but one of uh, one of my favorite videos I got to see was uh, is it Lokanga at Man United quickly gets the ball for a Brentford throw in throws it to Brentford and they can continue on the attack for one of their goals. Elanga. <laughs> uh, oh, it was Elanga. That was it. Yeah, Lokanga's Arsenal, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Sambi Lokanga was Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, very funny video. It, it really made him look like you know a, a good ball, a good ball boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, it's the whole United situation itself is just a joke, and it brings me great joy. Great, great joy. Fantastic. So um, Chelsea somehow didn't get past Spurs, despite being by far the better team. And is there any assets out of that game now that you're 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 eyeing up? Um. Me personally, uh, I had not a whole pile. I think I'm pretty happy with my team, but I mean, uh, Perisic looked kind of impressive when he came on late in the game. Obviously, had the cross that we talked about. Kane's finally off the mark now, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I think Kulusevski still looked uh, impressive, even though he didn't really have an impact in the game. Uh, what I thought was interesting was that Richarlison came on and Kulusevski also stayed on the field and they brought off Ryan Sessegnon and made a formation change. So maybe everyone was saying like it's either going to be Kulusevski or Richarlison. Maybe it won't be. And maybe it'll, they'll try and play them together. Makes uh, Kulusevski that, that little bit more attractive, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think from the Chelsea side of things, I thought Sterling, uh, I don't think he did a whole lot, but he still was he impressive and made, played in the ball to Reese James. And I thought Reese James just showed again what a quality player he is. Uh, kept Son quiet for 70, 75 minutes until he got subbed off. And then went to uh, right wing back, his more natural position, and then got a goal and was a constant threat down the right-hand side there for Chelsea. Yeah, it was amazing just how much more dynamic the Chelsea attack was as soon as Reese James was allowed to maraud down the, the, the right wing. Uh, he put in a great ball for how Verso should have finished, and he and he also obviously scored the goal, uh, despite it being like a kind of a strange finish that could have been saved. Um, yeah, I, I wonder now when Chelsea do come up against like quality sides with a quality left winger, how often is he going to be at, at right centre back? Because Espelicueta's old, Chaloba's not getting a game. There's there's no one else that really can do the job. So it's a bit bit of a worry for East James, but maybe even from there, he's still a good asset to have at six million. Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, Cucurella then came on. No, no, sorry, started. Chilwell. No, he started. Chilwell the game. didn't feature. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At five, I, I, I'm super interested. I mean, if if I had the room, I probably don't want both Chelsea wingbacks. But um, if if you have room at five million for a defender, I'd be all over Cucurella. Yeah, yeah, I think that's smart. I think the what I'm not with the Chilwell situation seems a bit up in the air at the moment. I'm not really too sure why he was left out. I think you were saying something on something to do about maybe like mental health or he's just not it's mentally ready kind or something. Of, kind of rumors, but um, I, I don't want to comment on that one. Yeah, yeah, but um, so that'll be interesting to see anyway how that how that situation develops on that left hand side of that Chelsea team. But for the moment, anyway, they're very much dependent on the right hand side. Yeah, it would be nice. I think the ideal situation, actually, of Chilwell on the left wing, maybe Cucurella at left centre-back, and then Koulibaly at right centre-back, 
But um, if Chilwell's not there, obviously that can't happen. So was there any other games or any other highlights you wanted to touch on, Steve, in game week two? Um, just quickly, uh, Ollie Watkins came back into the side for Aston Villa, got two assists. Uh, so I imagine he'll stay in the team. Potential asset we're picking up. Uh, Leeds uh, had a two-all draw with Southampton, uh, had a two-goal lead chalked, well, reduced. Uh, but Rodrigo did well, scored two goals after Bamford went off injured. Also, the Bamford injury is one to keep an eye on if you have him. Uh, Arsenal looked impressive against uh, Leicester. Uh, Jesus got off the mark with two goals and two assists and looked impressive. And with their run of games coming up, you'd fancy him to keep that form going. And then obviously there's just the whole like Brentford United situation, but I mean that's just <laughs> that's just yeah, just fantastic. That, that is that yeah. The only thing I, I I'd say about Brentford is like you know you you your instinct is to say Ivan Tony is a fantastic asset to have, and he got he I didn't really notice when I was watching, but when I looked at the stats like he, his XG was like nothing. He'd one shot I think. Um, obviously provided the two assists. Mm-hmm. I just wonder in the future, is Tony like not going to be scoring and more so providing? You have Mbwemo and you No, have... I, I, last season it was the other way around. It was Mbwemo was the provider for, for Tony. And I think this game might be a bit of an outlier. I think Tony is the better finisher of the two. So, you know, he'll be on penalties as well. So I would still be fancying Tony as the, the, the goal scorer out of those two. So at the at the six million spot, would you be bringing in Tony? Um, I I like seven, Tony. 7. I, I I like I like his game. I like what he's about. So I mean, if I if I could, yeah, potentially, yeah. You're certainly having him over other seven million options. I mean, like I'm not getting Mitrovic, and probably not getting anyone anywhere else. Like you have to go up to eight million, and even then, I Tony Tony is maybe a top five striker at the moment. Uh, quickly we'll gloat on how well we've been doing in terms of players that return that we call out on the pod uh, actually last week steve what occurred to me is we mentioned that son blanked but last week son got an assist so we were five oh, we, did he? we were five for five last week oh nice yeah okay yeah i actually genuinely i'm surprised about that i, fr- I didn't think he got an assist in the yeah. southampton game son got an assist so then this week again week two we didn't do too bad either it's not too, too. It's not very difficult to do well in this, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't give you going around and like awarding us a trophy or a medal or anything, but like still, uh, like Haaland, who we had picked, got an assist. Uh, Salah obviously blind. Kevin De Bruyne returned big time with an assist and a goal and bonus points. Uh, you had Tony picked, who got two assists and bonus points, and then I had Bowen picked, who didn't do anything against Forest. So you know. Bit of a mixed bag this week. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, but your, uh, if anyone got it, your article that you posted on the website was also pretty accurate, Steve. Uh, yeah, I think I called about six or seven correct results. Uh, I like I predicted the Brighton Newcastle game would probably be nil nil. I predicted the uh, Chelsea Spurs game would probably be a score draw. Uh, I got wrong the Nottingham Forest game. I had Newcastle winning that, but um, I th- I think I I might have had Brentford drawing that that United game, but I was confident enough that they could get a result, but I just didn't go for it. So, you know, I also had Southampton Leeds in a score draw. So, you know, um, 
yeah, like I was happy enough with that. So uh, be interesting to see if I can keep it going for game week three. Yeah, nice. We'll uh, we'll give the links to all the website and stuff at the end of the pod and in the podcast description. Uh, so yeah, that was our gloating. That'll do it for game week two, wrapped up in a basket delivered by uh, one of those big white birds that delivers babies. It's all done. Uh, we're a stork. A stork. Thank you, Stephen. You're always there. <laughs> We'll move along to game week three. On to game week three on Saturday, the 12.30 kickoff. Spurs will host Wolves. Uh, Everton then will play Nottingham Forest. Leicester host Southampton. Fulham take on Brentford. Palace will play Aston Villa. Bournemouth have pl- play a difficult one against Arsenal. West Ham have Brighton, Leeds play Chelsea, Newcastle play Man City, and Manchester United fans will certainly be nervous about their upcoming fixture against Liverpool on Monday. But uh, to take a look at the week ahead, Steve, what we've done this time is we're going to take some questions from Twitter, and we're going to answer them and just see where the discussion takes us, rather than just, you know, doing a game-by-game discussion. So the first one, Stephen... I posed a question to you. Uh, Darwin Nunes owners now have to get rid of him clearly with the, the three-game ban and the price, the impending price drop. Uh, at $9 million in the forward spot, what would you be thinking of doing? Um, well, I mean, I think if you have uh, Darwin in there, then you probably have either Kane or Haaland. I don't imagine you would go have like someone like Jesus in there beside him. Like, I think everyone kind of really does the one premium and then, like, you know, a, a good second. So I'd say if you haven't already, I think Jesus, especially with the games he has coming up and the form that he's in, is a good asset to bring in uh, for the next uh, three weeks while he's serving that suspension. And also kind of frees a little bit of money up in your team if you want to maybe improve other spots. But that's probably the first person I'd be looking at. If you're looking around the 9 million mark, then maybe you're considering uh, someone like Jamie Vardy, uh, who had an assist in game week one, but obviously didn't do anything against Arsenal game week two. But, you know, they're playing Southampton at home, which is a, a fixture they typically do very well in. You know, it's it was one of the, the famous 9 nils. So um, those are maybe a couple of assets worth looking at. Yeah, I can't argue that. Like Jesus, I'd most like whatever, 75% of teams now have him. So some might not have that option. Verity is just that 0.5 more, but I probably a safe enough option. Oh, is he 9.5? He is 9.5, but maybe he'll be able oh, to apologies. make that up. I just want to get Leicester's next four fixtures. They have Southampton, Chelsea, United, Brighton in the next four. So, you know, maybe three good fixtures in there. Yeah, um, I mean, three out of four, like, you'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I, I think I think Verity's a good pick at the moment. I would think, like, if you have Haaland up there... If you could downgrade Darwin to a Tony or to something else and spend money on midfield, I mean, like, people probably can't make a double move at the moment. Yeah, I'd say a lot of people will probably have used a transfer in game week one, uh, and so they probably wouldn't be able to do a double without taking a hit. But I think if you have that option there too, it definitely opens up the field for, for improving the team. That's that's Darwin's red, his... His price currently is 9.1, but when he's back playing, I wonder where he'll be, 8.8, 8.9 maybe. So I was looking through Twitter there, Steve. A lot of people are dropping Robertson 
what you make of that one uh i'm very surprised about that to be honest like i yeah. know during the game you could see that he had his finger bandaged up so whether he had like an issue with a dislocation or a potential broken finger um, uh maybe but i mean you can still play with that you can wear like one of those soft casts and still play uh he didn't have a great game well actually i say that but i mean in the first half uh first half against palace like he was very threatening down the left he was getting on the ends of crosses from the right from trent and salah and just being a general menace so he's doing as usual uh they took him off um uh, when they were a man down and trying to win the game um and it didn't really work out. So, I mean, if you're thinking Simicast is going to get the starting spot over him, I definitely not. So, uh, I can't really understand it too much. Yeah, I was wondering, was is the substitution maybe what is encouraging? Obviously, the two blanks and the substitution maybe is what's encouraging people to change him out. He clearly wasn't as good as Trent, but like Simicast is just so bad like that he's never... Not, 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 I not, wouldn't even not say that Simicast is bad. He deputized okay at the start of the last season when when oh Robertson last season I I thought Simicast was good, but in this yeah, game yeah I mean like I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't hold this game against him like they were a man down and they were trying to push and yeah I don't know maybe just he wasn't he wasn't fully ready but uh, I don't see why you would drop Robertson unless you were thinking about trying to upgrade to to Trent or making some other move somewhere in your team to to maybe balance it out or improve in another spot yeah i think it's okay as an enabler i mean at seven million maybe maybe it's the the canate and matip injuries that's also encouraging people like you know there's been no cleans for liverpool so that also makes robertson that little less attractive i mean it's it's what's happening maybe a price drop is coming his way too so that that might be why some people are getting twitchy knees um, that's Robertson. Uh, Leon Bailey of Aston Villa, the five million enabler that I started <laughs> with, and a lot of others started with. Uh, yeah, I mean, doctor, what's the what's the prognosis? Uh, it's not great, anyway. Uh, I don't think Watkins coming in and getting two assists from the left hand side uh, with things uh, also scoring is good for him. Because I think it just means that Gerrard is probably going to stick with it and do the same thing again. Watkins uh, watching the game was very interesting. He was kind of going all over the pitch, causing massive problems for that Everton back three, and eventually led to the both assists. He linked up with Wendia really well for the second one. Uh, very unselfish and giving him the assist for the tap in when he probably could. Well, he could have taken a shot on, but it was very unlikely that he would score. So. Um, yeah, I don't know what Bailey. It it just feels like he's probably not going to get a chance for another little while. And what is a fella to do at five million? There, I know. Uh, is it Josh De Silva at Brentford? There at four point six scored. Um, I mean, in a lovely world, you'd be upgrading to Martinelli or something like that. But um, it, is there? Yeah, is there enablers going at the moment? Rodrigo, you mentioned at the top of the pod. There got uh, got two goals. But, uh, I'm just... Yeah, I, I mean, are you talking about, like, for 5 million, though? Yeah, that's exactly it. Re- Bailey replacements. Rodrigo's um, 6. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to see one for 5. Maybe Matthias Jensen from Brentford. Like, you no. know, he had a good game against United. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you, you know, look, you're asking for 5 million, like, you know, yeah. it's, you're, you're, you're having to kind of do a bit of searching... 
Uh, Solly March does um, okay for Brighton whenever I see him play. He's usually up and down the field. Uh, Onana got an assist in his debut for Everton. Looks like a real box-to-box midfielder, so that might be potential there. But, I mean, you know, you're you're really pushing it there, trying to find a, someone decent to start for, for five, you know? Yeah, you have Eze at 5.5 at Crystal Palace. But, I mean, so I play five at the back, but if you didn't, I'd just be taking the point five and running, which is an annoying way to use a double transfer. Actually, Owen, do you know who might be a decent five? Is Dewsbury Hall is starting he? in that front three for, for Leicester. And he's he did pretty well last season, had a goal at the start of the season, and I think he wouldn't be a bad show for five. He's guaranteed to start almost until Harvey Barnes comes back, but I reckon when Harvey Barnes comes back, they adapt the formation so that he does play. There you have it, Dewsbury Hall. Did return in their game against Leicester, played Arsenal, yeah, Dewsbury Hall got an assist. No, he got that long-range goal, did he? He got the long-range goal against Brentford. At the five million price point what are you expecting as well if you get like a return every four or five weeks is that fair enough yeah i think so i don't think you can expect too much i mean if you're looking to start them every week i think that you can't really i think you have a bigger problem there so then yeah we've already spoke about him reese james uh, about the great game he had moving from right center back to right wing back and i noticed on twitter a lot of people bringing him in a lot of people making double moves and with Reese James being part of it. Uh, I totally support this. I think he just looks yeah, so I think he's dangerous. Class. So, Yeah, he looks dangerous whenever he goes down the, the right-hand side. Uh, he's got a great cross on him. Uh, he takes set pieces. You know, uh, he's a good defender as well. So, you know, it's a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah, that's a fairly simple one. Uh, yeah, then the city mids. I see a lot of people dropping Grealish. Foden, probably the most exciting of them at the moment, but Yvmara is there as well. And it's interesting that Gundogan got a return there. Maybe he's in the discussion as long as Bernardo Silva does end up going to Barcelona. Uh, Steve, you have moved on to greener pastures. You were of Mara's owner. Yeah, I did. I had Mara as my starting team, um, but I just had made the decision that I had to move on. Uh, even with him looking likely to start on the right hand side he still hasn't really gotten the game to well i suppose it is on the game week too but it's not promising the amount of game time that he's getting um foden can play anywhere across the front three so you figure that he can fill in there i am bernardo silva can fill in there as well and i know that there's links with him to barcelona but man city have come out and said that they want at least 100 million euros for him so i don't see barcelona putting that kind of money together to sign who a player who, in all honesty, on they don't really need. So I think he's probably going to stay put for the time being. Um, but I I, I brought Mares out and I brought Kulusevski in. Yeah. Um, I think if you had to pick someone out of that three to play, it probably is Foden. Though I think he's the most versatile of the three. I think Pep really likes him and he probably gets the most starts. Yeah, I don't argue with that. Foden at eight is a nice little pickup. Um, it's you're going to have him, Diaz, Kulusevski. I think Mount and Saka are a little further down the, the pecking order in terms of those eight million midfielders at the moment. Uh, he's he's one of the top three eight million mids, I'd say, because he is as you say he is going to keep starting. Well, that's that's very bold to say 
he's the most likely to keep getting minutes in that Man City yeah, front yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah, uh, a lot of questions around Twitter around Kukurea and Sterling. Kukurea on whether or not he's going to start at 5 million looks like a nice option uh, for Chelsea. And Sterling, like, is he worth 10? Or do you just take one of those 8 million players we've just spoke about? So I was very impressed with Kukurea uh, against Tottenham. He seemed to be very free on the left. Uh, he seemed to have a pretty decent relationship with Sterling was down there on the left. Looked like points was getting into the box. It wasn't Reese James, but was almost as good as a wing back can do. Yeah, like uh, he comes from La Masia, so he's very comfortable on the ball. Uh, able to pick out a pass very well. He can take set pieces, which we saw when he made the ball into the box from the corner for Koulibaly to score the opener. Uh, Tuchel's come out and said that he can play a variety of positions in the back three or in the in the defense. Sorry, which means that he's probably going to start some games maybe at uh, left sided centre back. So you think that maybe when Chilwell does come back into the side, that it's maybe Kukurea and Chilwell on that left hand side, uh, give them a bit more pace and stability and maybe a bit more balance, uh, so then they're not going down the right the whole time. Um, I think he's a good pickup. Yeah. Uh, I'd I'd be looking to pick him up if um, if I had the money to. Yeah, like and five is nothing basically for a defender. There's so many good defenders at five. I think that uh, yeah, it's hard not to be playing with a back five at the moment. Uh, is Sterling <laughs> worth two million more than Luis Diaz or Foden or? Is that, uh, is currently, I would say no. I think what you the value you can get for eight million. And the two million spare then allows you to do things with your team that I think outweigh what Sterling offers at ten. I think he had a good game against um, Spurs, and I actually think he'll have a good game against Leeds. But I don't think I'd be bringing him in over someone like Luis Diaz or Kulusevski or Saka just purely because of the price difference. Where you have to make sacrifices elsewhere in order to bring him in, you know. Yeah, the, the the two million just is too much. Even at nine, you'd still be questioning it. I think. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, even at nine, you could maybe justify it to yourself a little bit more. But that Chelsea front three yet has hasn't really done much to convince me that there's a lot of points coming. Yeah, you know, despite uh, Havertz, being three really good players. Yeah, I know it's three really good players, but I just don't know it feels like there's they're always missing that final ball at the end or that incisive pass or that bit of cutting edge it just feels like it's missing right now I think maybe it'll come with time but with everything that's gone on in the background of Chelsea you know with all these signings or players leaving or the owners taking over and trying to sort things out there's a lot going on behind the scenes we don't know about and that's probably having somewhat of an effect but it it'll be interesting to see how they go and how they develop in the season Anthony Gordon at fifty million will easily solve all those problems. Yeah, the the Anthony Gordon, the striker. Yeah. yeah, they see they see him play two games at striker for Everton, and they're like, "Yeah, that's our man." That's our boy. Um. So then this one, this one hit home. Uh, yeah, those of us that decided that eight million was more than enough to spend on two goalkeepers and went for the double Leicester keepers, the defense of Leicester has been shocking. Uh, I know they've had a lot of injuries and they're like rotating in their guys that were injured. But uh, it, it it's not very fun for the Leicester owners at the moment. No, no, it's not. And I'm one of them. 
I have Warden Iverson, yeah. which, you know, like, look, I think if you are making this move, you are not relying on points from your goalkeeper. I think if you are ha- if you get two points out of them, you're probably thinking, ah, yeah, that, that's grand. Anything other than that is a bonus. So if you were thinking that you needed to get points from your goalkeeper, I don't think this is the situation to put yourself in. Uh, I, I think it's fine. I'm happy with it to, to keep it there. I think they're going to get clean sheets at some point or here and there, and that'll just add to the tally. I don't feel like spending the half million more on the keeper uh, will make a huge difference, but that's just me personally. I'm happy enough to do it. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, it's just only been two weeks. I think uh probably have to grin and bear it. It is no crack. I was, I was, this is one of the changes. <laughs> it's I not was, always going to, it can't always be crack going, but I mean, like, look, it, it, Leicester didn't have a good defence last season. Fafana coming back, you would have thought they would have improved or they would have gotten a bit better, but Fafana is apparently very upset with Leicester because he wants to move to Chelsea and they're not letting that happen. So, you know, there's probably a bit of discontent in there as well, but you have to remember, like, these are both probably backup keepers in terms of Premier League standards. So you can't really be expecting much. Like Danny Ward had a shocker when the for Xhaka's goal, the ball was played in and he should have easily just caught it and he bumbled it and it hit, the, I think, the back of one of his defenders and then Xhaka just had a tap in. So, like, you know, he's not the... It's not the highest calibre of so player you're talking about He's the worst goalkeeper here. in the league. Not that's, the worst goalkeeper in the league, no. that's what we have in, in starting for us every week. That spot is reserved for David De Gea. Hmm... Very true. At least we don't have David De Gea. Uh, so that's going to do it for the questions coming into game week three. Uh, was there any other things you wanted to touch on before we move on, Steve? Games ahead. Um, let's see now. Um, I don't really know, to be honest. It kind of feels like between this and the last segment, we've kind of touched on a lot of things. Uh, I thought uh, Zaha looked impressive uh, against Liverpool. Showed great pace and a great finish to get the goal. Arguably should have had a second one. Yep. Uh, but he decided to go at it with his right instead of his left. Uh, Eze looks impressive and looks like he's filled that Conor Gallagher-sized hole in their midfield. So it'll be interesting to see how he continues on. Um, and then, yeah, like it, I, th- I thought I was a little bit impressed with the Nottingham Forest. Awoni? Uh, uh, Woni, I I can't pronounce that name. No. I'm sorry. Uh, he's a Nigerian striker that they signed from Union Berlin in the summer, and I thought he looked impressive against uh, West Ham. So uh, maybe a cheap option to keep an eye out on. Uh, he could be interesting uh, on the topic of that game. Uh, I was trying to find Bowen several times whilst I was watching the game, and uh, it's just non-existent. So uh, <laughs> that's a bit annoying for people who may have drafted him or decided to spend the 8.5 on him Hopefully, I, th- I think he will improve though he should return to last year's form just yeah, isn't going yeah, his I way right so now too. yeah yeah like West Ham aren't in a great spot you know they've lost their last two games one of which they definitely felt like they should have won so you know the, the team isn't in a good spot it's not just Jared Bowen it's not just Jared Bowen that's going to do it for game week 3 let's move on to our plans for the week ahead We have our Bankers and Spicy Boys segment, uh, courtesy of Coca-Cola, who haven't sponsored us at all. 
I mean, like, uh, we could have we could have picked a smaller brand who might have actually been attainable, but no, we went for like possibly the biggest brand in the entire planet. So yeah, good job. Yeah, we wanted to do a whole cocaine themed thing and just you know a hark back to the past, <laughs> and they weren't really. Yeah, yeah, we want to remind them of their roots and uh, where 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 it all came from. You know, like it's just a drug fueled binge. Yeah, exactly, but um, we're ra- awaiting a response on that one for now. It's the Meiselbox sponsored Spicy Boy segment. Who are the bankers this time? Uh, so uh, I've gone for Jesus uh, against Bournemouth. Uh, I think after the form he had last week, uh, I think he'll carry it on uh, this week. Uh, I've gone for Kane against Wolves. I think now that he's off the mark, I think um, he'll keep his form going. And I've gone for Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, well, I know they play Newcastle away. That can maybe be a little bit of a touchy, or uh, not a touchy, a tough fixture. Uh, I think he's going to be uh, good and continue to be good because <laughs> he's Kevin De Bruyne and he does Kevin De Bruyne things. That goal he scored uh, against Bournemouth was uh, cre- incredible. It was lovely to watch. So, Delicious. you know, he's just he's just quality. Yeah, that outside of the boot little puck was nice. Um, I think they're, they're fantastic bankers. Do, do you think, though, that Liverpool will demolish Man United? Uh, I think they will, and I hope so, because I really want to see that. I want to see United <laughs> get absolutely demolished. I hope United are shit forever. Honorable mention. Being an so Arsenal far. fan, being an Arsenal fan, own like uh, the Banta era. I felt like it was never going to end, but it feels like we're finally at the end point now, and we've handed off the the but the the baton to united now and the way that this summer transfer window is shaken out united like ronaldo wants to leave they can't sign anyone to replace him ten hag still has a terrible squad they get hammered four nil after 35 minutes against brentford it's all just yeah is that not the banter era's greatest trick though convinces you that it's (laughs) over maybe maybe it is but (laughs) I I live in hope. I, I and a, a little bit of something I haven't had in a long time as an Arsenal fan. A little bit of confidence as well. So that's nice. Oh, they're they're building you up, Steve. Um, yeah, and even we mentioned that Liverpool should do a job on Man United, City. Well, be okay, we'll talk about our captaincy picks later on. Maybe when we talk about our teams, it's gonna we'll we'll have a look at that then. So my spicy boy for next week is going to be Lingard against the struggling Everton. Um, I wonder, will Everton, you know, are they going to play all season with the back five? If they do, maybe this isn't a great pick, but I wonder, are they going to come and play play against Forest, being a bit more attacking, given their lack of anything so far? Um, Well, I mean, I don't see it because they have a lack of forwards too. They have signed Tarkovsky, Connor Cody. They signed Ryan Patterson in January of last summer. Or last January, <laughs> sorry. Um, they. Why is that? What's his name? No, sorry. It was just January of last summer. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Did you say Connor they, Patterson, was it? No, I said Ryan. Oh, it's okay. not Ryan, no? 
Uh, we're still on. We still don't know. We have no way of finding that out. <laughs> we have no way of knowing. <laughs> Absolutely no way so, of, of, of researching. They, they that. got in. They got in. Uh, Dwight McNeil. I'm just going to try and carry on. But I mean, look, DCL's out for a long-term injury. Solomon Rondon is the only recognized striker, and they're having to play Anthony Gordon up top as a striker, which isn't really working. He played a lot better when they brought on Rondon and pushed him out to the wide against Villa. But they just don't really have the attacking players to change the formation so i imagine they'll stick with the five mm. hopefully lingard can break through anyways um and who is going to be your spicy boy yeah he was one i talked about earlier on in the segment but i've gone for sterling i do fancy him to do something against this lead side who do look a little bit vulnerable which we saw when they conceded those two goals to southampton after being two nil up i think he looked like he was kind of finding his feet and finding his place inside that team and I thought the way Chelsea played even though they did uh, end up getting the draw was pretty good so I'll be interested to see how he goes and he's going to be my spicy pick yeah I I think uh, I think this week might be a little more interesting in terms of the amount of returns we get hopefully it goes our way that's going to do it for the spicy boy segment Uh, Steve any big changes in your squad yeah so I mentioned uh, during the podcast I've dropped Perisic and Mares, and I brought in Kyle Walker and Kulazewski because I think they're both good players and I like good players so I've decided to bring them in and my team now looks like Ward in goal, Trent Cancelo, Walker and White in the back four uh, Salah, Kulazewski, Diaz, Martinelli in midfield and Haaland and Jesus up top which I'm fairly happy with, to be honest. I know you were saying earlier that the back five is probably the way to go, but I like what I have. <laughs> I don't care what you think. I like what I have. <laughs> um, okay, interesting. So we, we've both uh, been spooked out of playing Perisic, maybe. I know you, you had to get rid of Mares and you probably had to make a double change to... Yeah, I, I could. I had three. I had three city players already. So if I wanted to bring in Kyle Walker, I meant I had to get rid of Mares. So I was. I was happy enough to do that. Yeah. No, that's that's a pretty pretty solid pick. I think that's very template. Although not that many teams have Walker. I suppose maybe they're they're using their their either their Man City assets elsewhere, or else maybe they like to have more spots freed up for defenders. I know some people are playing with Ederson. And that gives them an extra oh, defender spot to, to you know, have a, have an extra five million defender, as there seems to be a lot of good ones in the game at the moment. But yeah, yeah. I, I I certainly don't think your team is weaker after that, Steve. So, uh, and, uh, sensible moves that I think you won't look and back. And what about on your team? Regret. On any changes? Any changes coming up for you? I think I'm going to hold. Uh, I was just picking my team, and like it's just going to be the same team. Uh, it's going to be Ward and Goals. It's going to be Reese James, Walker, Cancelo, Trent and Saliba. Nelly, Diaz, Sala in the midfield. And then Alan and Jesus up top. Very template, very simple. Um, as I say, I'm kind of getting a twitchy knee on the goalkeepers. But I don't think anything that I do right now is going to improve my team that much. So like, let's say would I could... You, would you drop Bailey, get another five and a half midfielder or sorry four and a half midfielder and use the half million to upgrade the keeper yes but i wouldn't take the hit for it so that's oh, okay. if all going well i'll do that next week that's uh 
that's already been going through my head. Okay, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. So, that, you know, we were talking about Josh De Silva, Rodrigo at six, something else. I have 1.5 in the bank, so maybe get rid of Bailey. Hopefully it doesn't price drop too much. Get rid of Bailey, get a better keeper maybe. I'll have another week of information to decide on that. Um, but yeah, overall, happy, very happy with the squad. So I, I'll That's be holding. Good. Sounds positive. Steve, another poxy fucking week for you in terms of draft as well. <laughs> it's not poxy. Very it's much so. It wasn't. It's nice that it? despite being shafted left and right, I've outscored you in both fantasy ways that I can. But that's what draft is all about. It's not about outscore. It's not like it's, it's not head about to head being like, so good. It doesn't. Well, it is about being good, but I mean, it's not about fucking who's like, oh, well, I would have won against you. Well, you didn't win because you weren't playing me. You were playing someone else who scored higher than you. That's the way it works. Like, I'm sure it's going to come around and I'm going to start losing games. It's a ridiculous system that I think we need to abandon pretty soon. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the the commissioner of the last league is upset that he's 0-1-2 now. Uh, it wants to change things. If only if you were still commissioner own, you probably could, but you're not anymore. So your opinion means nothing. I'll probably end up dropping Ericsson this week. Uh, Christian Ericsson. Christian Ericsson. Yeah, pretty sad yeah, about that. I wouldn't that. be surprised about that. Yeah, apparently he was playing defensive mid after being he was, striker. He was playing as the six. He was playing as the six uh, to try and receive the ball from De Gea. If you haven't seen the game, um, the, one of the goals they can see it is De Gea tries to play the ball to him oh, straight I have from seen the goal that, kick. Yeah. yeah, so I mean that tells you a lot about where they are right now as a team. I got Tony in for the two assists, which is nice. My team is the same otherwise. I've got Cancelo, Perisic there, Martinelli returned. Just, just uh, as per usual, coming up against ridiculously high scores. Uh, how did your team go, Steve? Uh, forty-five. Uh, in the end, I uh, had Cancelo for 11, Watkins for 11, Kane for 8, and Perisic for 4. And then I had Zaha on my bench for 7, but he didn't come on. So, And I also had Robert Sanchez on my bench for 6, who obviously I played Allison instead. So it could have been a little bit higher, but you know, it was enough for the win in the end. So that's all I'm happy with. Uh, you wouldn't need very many points, Steve. <laughs> the amount of pox that you have in terms of diseases <laughs> that's what i mean i don't have monkey pox stop trying stop trying to make that a thing hey steve what's that spot on your face on oh, my face <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah uh i'm like i'm manuniting this league so far fucking i'm not I'm not bottom of the table because of my high points scored but two losses on the trot this this starts to a season happened to me like three or four seasons ago and I didn't even make playoffs I had an absolute stinker so uh, ugh. let's turn this yeah, around pretty soon hopefully that can happen again I'd rather not I would are you top of the table Steve or who is uh, I haven't really um, done it on points scored I could if I was arsed but I'm not so there's just a bunch of people on six and I haven't sorted them out so so you're not that's what you're telling me no, probably not. Okay, that'll do it for draft, and that'll do it for this podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, or maybe uh, one announcement that we have to make is is that website went live. It all went pretty good. Steve, you got a nice little uh, article up for us. We've got the episodes on there. That's uh, fplgingle.com. 
Uh, it's looking pretty nice, thanks to Lisa for putting that together for us. I think, yep, uh, yep, she's absolutely brilliant. Helps so a full credit to her for all that. And thank you very much, Lisa. And yeah, hopefully as time goes on, we can uh, start adding more and more stuff to the website. I think Owen was talking about maybe doing little um, clips and we might start going to video at some stage when Owen gets a, a good enough PC that's capable of recording video. But uh, for the moment now, you're, just you, doesn't we're, do we're it. pretty happy with how it is. Yeah, it just doesn't do it. doesn't want to. No, no, it doesn't have the... I don't have the cartridge for that. Uh, <laughs> so that'll be the pod. You can get us on Twitter. We're a bit more active there these days. That's at the FPL Jingle. We'll have Discord and some other bits listed in the podcast description. Thanks for listening. Good luck. Yeah.